0: Hi and welcome to Pixel Prep episode 2, my name is Craig, joining with me today is Slinger Hello And Alex Hello Uh, We're getting together today so that we can talk to you about all the different nerdy news that you may want to hear about, you may not want to hear about, if you decided to listen to us anyway We've got a couple of things that we want to discuss, we've got a couple of retro reviews that we're going to run through, a couple of items of news and we're also going to let you know what we've been up to this week uh, first off, we just want to give a little bit of thanks to Samuel Oak eighty nine for supplying us with our intro. Um with any look, that's what you want to hear. And also, we want to kind of turn your attention to the fact that we've got a brand new logo, so keep an eye out for that. If you picked us up on iTunes, do us a favour, rate, subscribe, and just let us know how we're getting on. Likewise, if you picked us up on SoundCloud, do the same over there and just tell us how we're getting on. If you want to get in touch with us at any point, you can do so by sending us an email to pixelprepweb at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your feedback, and we'd love to even know if anyone local would like to come onto the show and talk about something that they're passionate about. With any luck, we'll get to hear from some
1: of you soon. For now, though, gentlemen, what have you been playing, Slinger? I've been playing Battle Chasers Night War. How's that? Pretty damn good, actually. So what's it about? It is, it is a comic book uh, turned video game. Basically, it was done by Kickstarter. One of the Kickstarter projects has actually worked out quite well. Rather than things like Mighty No. 9, that fall flat on its ass. Mm-hmm. Which... If anyone knows Mighty, no- Mighty Number 9, it was meant to be the next Mega Man and then failed horribly. Yeah, I remember that bombing. Well, yeah, that was all good fun. But no, uh, Battle Chasers from a 90s comics book, which had notorious deadlines. But no, it's a lot of fun by If you're a fan of Japanese RPGs, I... What? <laughs> I'm trying to find out where to put my fucking phone. I don't know what I'm doing myself. Just leave it there, it's fine. Yeah, no, no, no. Your three friends are here. Who's going to text you. <laughs> I'm here, Alex is here who else is left? Uh, no that's it yeah Yeah. <laughs> so if you found like Final Fantasy 7 it's definitely worth a up I think it's about 25 quid I picked up on the PS4 granted it's biggest is was buggy as hell but in my case that worked to an advantage because I had a shitload of work to get on with so every time it crashed on me I was like oops I'm doing some work But if you do like doing Binge, it probably wasn't for the best, but I think all the patch has been held out now. So yeah, if you like Final Fantasy VII, prior to that, it is definitely worthwhile. And one thing I do love, it's not photorealistic, it actually has a nice comic book style to it. Hmm. The graphics, yeah, they they look damn good. They're crisp, they're cartoony, they're unique. Give it a shot. The only downside is the difficulty curve has to kick you in the ball sack. As soon as it gets into a new dungeon, whack, it ramps up like a like a motherfucker. Cool. That's my professional opinion.
0: And that's your professional opinion. Hell that's yeah. what you're
1: going to see in the summary. Ramps up like, like a, a motherfucker. motherfucker. <laughs> you can put that on the blurb, Kickstarter. Ramps <laughs> so, up like a motherfucker. It's getting a Game of the Year release, and that's going to be on the back. <laughs> ramps up like a motherfucker. Pixel Preps Game of the Year ramps up like a motherfucker. Brilliant game of the year there you go our list of one
0: Alex what have you been
1: playing I've what been, have you been up to
0: I've been
2: playing a shit ton of PC games oh, I'm sorry no you're not no, not. no we're no. not because it's the only way you're going to know about PC gaming with me around because you have no interest whatsoever this year but In I didn't game. feel like I was missing out before well, no go on <laughs> tell us a um, couple of indie games uh, to be fair one of them is Bomber Crew uh, it was done by Duck Runner and was released uh, two <laughs> weeks ago uh, it's basically quite cartoonish, um, but you manage a bomber crew through Second World War. Um, it is a very, very good game. Uh, it's quite easy to pick up. Uh, it, it does have uh, an element of difficulty to it because there's times where you've got to try and manage the aircraft. You've got to spot enemies. You've got to make sure you get a waypoint. Mm-hmm. You've got to make sure you get the right target. Um, it is around about 20 quid on Steam. Um, and it is a very, very good game.
1: I, I, mean, must, I must admit, I thought instead of Bromma Crew, it would be like a sequel to Bomberman.
2: No, well, it's me, it's World War II, so anything like that, and I get quite excited. Um, Hogs of War. Yeah, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, the second one was Helliborn. Um, that sort of piqued my interest because I've been
1: a fan of war gaming, World of Tanks, World of Warships, World of Warplanes. I always um, wonder who played those games. You're responsible for my YouTube adverts, aren't you? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, okay, now, now I know who to blame. <laughs> yeah, solely me. Um, Heliborn is
2: basically um, either a co-op or PVP um, set during the Cold War through four generations of helicopter technology. Um, I've only played sort of, a couple of hours of it, but it is very good. Um... <sighs> so what is it? Do you... You basically, you, you start off with a squadron of three helicopters, and they're different types. You get small scout classes, you get attack gunships, and then you get sort of the heavier troop mm-hmm. personnel uh, helicopters. Um, a couple of the maps that I've played on, you can have different objectives to get um, that change. Randomly through that, throughout the game. Mm -hmm. And the time length of the game can determine how many objectives you want to win as your team. So it can go up to 20. So you can have quite an in-depth game, um, either by yourself or with other players that are online. Or you can have um, PvP where you've got the objectives, but it is you uh, versus other people instead of you versus the computer. Um, The last one that I've mainly been playing is a bit retro and it's Age of Empires 2. I remember Age of Empires. Um, I haven't played this for probably 15 16 years um, and I saw it on Steam for about 15 pounds and I thought, yeah, why not? It's, uh, it's one of those
1: strategy games that you just you just fell in love with. Um, it was round about the time of the big when there was a big push for RTSs. You yeah. Red like, Alert, Age of Empires. Yeah. <coughs> um, Good game. Uh, June as well at that point as well, we which do, was yes. Westwood
2: again yeah. with uh and they dominated the field they did they did um, TV wise um, Mindhunters on Netflix um, this is about um, the behavioural science unit that was created by the FBI in the 60s and 70s mm-hmm. um, there's mention of Charles Manson um, uh, in it
0: yeah, it's predominantly about the study of um, serial killers and um, the mindset behind yeah. them and it was the FBI's, uh, kind of, the forming of their intelligence and understanding and behind it and, the it and
2: motives and how to profile it and how to track it, um, yeah. Yeah, binge watched that last week, Um quite funny because uh, my dad came in halfway through, I think, episode four or
0: five
2: mm-hmm. Um and me and Mum turned around and went, "Oh, do you want to stick the football?" on? he's like, "No, no, carry on. Watch the whole series, and Went, It's good, isn't it?" I was like, "Well, you know, that's why I picked it up in the first place." Um, and yeah, so that's pretty much it up until today when I bought Call of Duty World War II. Yeah, um, I don't want to hear about that. Well, yeah. We... <laughs> anyway,
1: <laughs> no one's hear about that. Yeah. <laughs> Just
0: spoiler alert. I'm only cutting that off because that's coming up in our uh,
1: second segment in a little bit. So. Also, um, also you have a hatred against anything Call of Duty uh, you racist don't.
0: no <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah getting called a racist
1: by not someone advocating in. Call of Duty no <laughs> um, so how dare you not shoot foreigners
0: I've not been changing up a great deal to be fair I'm still playing
1: Persona 4 Golden um, the social life for someone who doesn't have a social life you <laughs> knock it it's good I do I do knock it but at the same time I do actually want to pick up Persona 5 but I am just generally scared that I will actually just lose my life to it. You probably will, yeah. honestly. If it's if it's anything like Persona Four, um, it's, it's so worth picking up. Mm, it's just one of those games that you seem to like sink a whole load of time into, yeah. and you don't regret it afterwards. It's like you can be on your deathbed and go, "You know what? I regret nothing." Yeah,
0: um, I've recently completed the uh, Arkham Asylum, um, so the Batman returned to Arkham. A collection that came out. The first one was Arkham Asylum, we've just completed that. Just moved on to Arkham City, which I'm bat. going to talk
1: about a little bit later.
0: Um, so you
1: are the bat in the voice. No. Go on. You haven't been playing it, if you, haven't, if you don't sit there and go, I am the bat. No. Go on, say it. No. I'm going to keep going until you actually say, I am the bat.
0: Right. <laughs> Moving on. Um, so what we're going to do, we're just going to jump straight into the news, um, because it's already taken us plenty of time to get round to it. So... Number one that we want to talk about is the NeoGAF Offline. So around the 22nd and 23rd of October, um, the NeoGAF website, if anyone's familiar with it, I believe its off-topic segment was completely offline. This is following sexual harassment allegations against Ty- uh, Tyler Evillaw Malka, um, who's basically the guy that runs NeoGAF, and... Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going Wait, what's, to what's his name again? I'm I'm going to say it one more time and then I'm going to stop butchering it. Um, the guy is called a Tyler Evilor Malka. So that can't be a real name. The original story was, and this is from um, this is from GamesIndustry.biz. Um, in a Facebook post, one woman shared her experience of when Malka allegedly sexually harassed her in a hotel room. Um, you know, so as a result of this. Several moderators of the NeoGAF website have stepped down. Um, Users quickly began to protest NeoGAF, making posts requesting their account be permanently banned. According to Kotaku, around half of the site's moderators also stepped down in the wake of the claims. Um, So you can check this out. Go to gamesindustry.biz, have a look at it. Um, He has recently spoken out about it. Um, he released a statement following a sexual harassment allegation that we recently levied against him. In a near 700 word statement that we're not really going to touch upon too much, uh, he has said, An allegation of sexual misconduct has been made against me by an ex. It's not true. The individual making the accusation isn't credible. The story doesn't reconcile logically with the facts, and there's plenty of evidence and witnesses to corroborate that. It'll be a process. Um, I've heard personally that Neo Gaff is swarmed with people that like to abuse and attack others. It does not surprise me based on what I've heard that what, like this f-
1: type of stories come up. following it like the 4chan of the video games world.
0: Yeah, um, I mean you made a you made a comment in the last episode about um you know girls that play games they quite often kind of get hit out of nowhere oh, God, with abuse yes. that isn't really levied against them. Fairly, not that any abuse is fair. Don't get me wrong,
1: but it's usually as soon as a gamer girl comes online, it's yeah. was it toots will get the fuck out
0: exactly. So they're being attacked for no good reasons. So to be honest with you, it doesn't surprise me um, based on what I've heard. You make your own opinions about Neo Gaff, but we will we'll never know the full extent of the story. We will never know the truth. We don't know this gentleman's side of the story. Likewise, we don't know the the allegations. And the exact fact of them that's been made by his ex. But hopefully everyone involved will end up being looked after and be able to move on.
1: The interesting thing about these stories is this is probably the first bit of games journalism we've actually ever had. What, on this on this show? Oh no, on, in any sort of um, journalism when it comes to games. Usually games, it's all about reviews and... You know, wherever Nintendo are actually going to you know get out of the cave and start going online or something like that, or whatever Naughty Dog's releasing next, mm-hmm. we never really hear anything about the scenes. So this is actually quite interesting, as we are actually breaking behind the curtain and seeing what's going on. So, as horrible as allegations are,
2: but it's quite a serious thing as well. It's because, a serious thing, yeah. You know, I know it's not. I know it's not video game news, but obviously. I'm sure you two are aware of what's happened with Kevin Spacey over the last... Oh well, Yeah, that yeah, no one's
0: um, cropped up, eh? aren't they? So, though it's not games news as no, such, if anyone is interested in House of Cards, which is predominantly found on Netflix, um, you can watch that all the way through until the end of the sixth season because that is now coming to a close
2: following the allegations against Kevin Spacey. I'm, I'm actually gutted about it because I love House of Cards. I think it's a brilliant TV series and he is a very, very good character in that.
1: Game of Space is always good at playing the smartest person in the room. Yeah. But it is just so annoying. No. That no. um, you're
2: hearing these things and it's just making such a. Um, what was I going to say?
0: I, I think it's unfortunate that these are becoming more and more. Yeah public knowledge it's not that the news coming out is a bad thing but it's unfortunate that these people that we've held on a pedestal for so long yeah. uh, are suddenly being found to be monsters in the eyes of the media um we don't know the true story behind whether or not tyler uh, malka or his ex have had sexual harassment between them whether or not he made any harassment towards uh, him or her whoever they are or whether or not it's actually
1: completely um, made up but we're just know. we're just playing devil's advocate we don't know what happened so yeah we can only go with the facts that we've been given Yeah.
0: Um, And like we said in the last episode, if you think that you are a victim of sexual harassment, you have the responsibility to yourself, but also to others that may be suffering to speak up. And likewise, if you think that you might be for a second someone that has caused some form of sexual harassment, take a good look at your actions and see as to whether or not that's the case. Um, Try and make up for these things because it's coming out now. No one wants to be that. Rape is bad. Very
1: bad. <laughs> um, Toast bad. You right. can put that on a poster.
0: So we did also have a follow-up statement regarding David Ballard and his statement against uh, Naughty Dog. We're not going to read it. However, if you go to the axiscom you can read it there by searching his name.
1: Um, What's up next, Bros?
0: So next, I just wanted to speak very briefly about Visceral Games Studios being shut down. Um, so EA has shut down Visceral Games. It was... Uh, a studio that was working on a solo player um, Star Wars game.
1: I heard about this. Didn't they close it down because they believed that single player no one want to play?
0: Yeah, basically. Um, <laughs> How much it, bullshit is that? It sounds like they'd said, you know what, we, we don't think, um, despite the story being written by uh, Uncharted's Amy Hennig, um, that this was the type of game that would sell... Um, so Visceral was shut down recently, I don't know the reasons behind it, it could be financial reasons, however it is worth noting that all the people there have been doing a cracking job up until recently, until they were let go, so we just kind of want to extend our best
1: wishes to them. It is kind of amusing that uh, EA did sh- shut it down and stop the Sky Wars game because they said uh, that they don't believe that solo-play, single-player game is the way forward yet, Super Mario Odyssey sold something like, what, 20 million units in three days?
0: I think it's because we're seeing a huge um, boost in games as service models.
2: Mm. Um, I think you're seeing more of your (coughs) destinies.
1: Let's not forget that EA are also evil.
2: Well, what annoys me about that is um, they released Star Wars Battlefront. um, Oh, yes. To coincide with The Force Awakens. Now, they ignored the solo player campaign from previous battlefronts or battlefields that they Mm had. Um, which made it really good for those that weren't interested in online gameplay. they realised that they've made a mistake and said that they were going to change it for when the second one was released. So why are they getting rid of a company that wants to make a solo player Star Wars game? I don't think they've
0: they've realised that they've made a mistake and that they're getting rid of Visceral um, because they don't want to do, say, solo games. But it sounds like they've... Read the market. They've seen that these games of service models are are working really well, and I think they've. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the financial uh, reasoning behind it is, but EA have obviously seen Visceral Studios, and they've gone.
1: Put some loot boxes what? in, this guys. Let's put let's some loot boxes ready. in. Put some loot boxes in. That's I what I'm saying.
0: Right. I don't want to talk about loot boxes. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
1: Our thing thus far has been sexual
0: allegation. All right. Um, you want to listen to about. People talk about microtransactions and loot boxes. it over to kind of funny. Um, I don't want to go on about it any more than we have. Um, we are kind of funny. It's, our hearts go out to the people that have found themselves without work yeah. at the moment. Um, and obviously we don't hold anything against EA because we have to remember that there are people working there as well. <laughs> okay. So, Alex, you've Mm. got something regarding the NPD numbers for September.
2: Yes. uh, Pushsquare.com have released an article uh, saying that PS4 leads consumer spend as Destiny 2 outshoots all. Um, On the article itself, it is showing that... uh, Where have we got to? The top 20 games in September of 2017, Destiny 2 is right at the top. Mm. Now, they're saying that even though... Um, it's not selling well. Well, it hadn't been considered to be
0: selling well to begin with, had it?
1: No. Is that compared to the previous Destiny?
0: <laughs> yeah, I think it was something like 50% less than the original Destiny.
1: Yeah, it's not too much a surprise
2: though, really. No, but it's it's surprising how, how well it's doing. Yeah, it's picked up. Considering FIFA 18 came out <laughs> roughly about the same time. Yeah. And it's held in higher regard than that. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me, to be
0: honest with you, because as well as FIFA will sell, I always feel like things like Destiny will sell better because the demographic for them is slightly larger. Mm. Um, the counterpoint to that is I think the people within the demographic for sports, so the people that will pick up your FIFA, mm. they're your loyalists, they will pick up FIFA 18.
1: Oh, God, they'll pick up FIFA so, yeah. Every year, every year without
0: no but do you know what I mean like those people no. within it you've got I think you've got a more loyal group of people within that
1: demographic so you won't be taking a break like Ubisoft no, <laughs> no. Um, you will not be going from FIFA 17 to FIFA 19 no so
0: but that tells me that the Push Square because I'd look at it earlier that's um, Destiny on track to be the top selling game of 2017 Which, again, considering that original reports showed that its unit sales were 50% lower than its predecessor, that is good going. Yeah. That's really good. Absolutely. So, well done, Bungie. You know, if only you could do something (laughs) slightly better than fucking
2: loot boxes. Loot
0: boxes all the time, (laughs) honestly.
1: Well done, Bungie, from going from Halo to Destiny.
0: Right. So, it. tell yes, us right about on. what is coming out this month, the month
1: of November, for PS Plus and Xbox Games with Gold. Well, you better pull your pants off, son, because they're about to get blown off with this list. <laughs> so if you've got a PS4, you can get Bound, which, I'll be honest, I never heard of until today, and Worms Battlefront, so actually Battlegrounds, and we all love Worms, so that's actually quite a good little pull there. If you've got a PS3, you've got R-Type Dimensions, you know... One of those bullet hell arcade coin eaters. Ragdoll Kung Fu. Fists of Plastic. Never played it, but I'll be honest, <laughs> the title sold me, so it's probably going to be shit. Yeah, Dungeon Punks for your Vita. Yeah. I only can imagine that's going to be a dungeon crawler in the angry 80s. This last one I'm really excited for. Oh, Broken Sword 5. The Serpent's Curse. Yeah, Episodes one and, two.
0: Isn't Bro- 1 and 2. Isn't Broken Sword the... It's kind of like a point and
1: click game. It was a point and, game. and click and game back in the I, day. I cannot wait for that. Cannot you, wait you, for haven't com- you haven't completed Day the Tentacle. That's where Hard Guard is one of the best ones. Yeah. Yeah. Get your ass down and play that. If you've got a PSVR, if mm. you splash down your VR set, you can have Until Dawn, Rush of Blood. It's worth noting that this is the second
0: VR title that has now been released on PlayStation Plus.
1: Let's be honest, you've got to push it. You have got to you've push it. You've got to push it,
0: that but With rigs, mechanised combat, or whatever it was called, on last month, and I think it was in for the month before as well, and now Rush of Blood for November, who knows what we're going to get next month, does this sway you toward buying a PSVR? Forget money, would you buy a PSVR knowing that your library of VR games is going to get swollen solely through PlayStation Plus, which many of us are already subscribed to because of the online service?
1: For me, it all depends on what you are actually going to do with the VR system. I mean, it always goes like you want to do like first-person shooters. And I me mean, personally, I'm not a big fan of first-person shooters. I don't mind flicking between the two, like in Metal Gear Solid Five, you stealth around in mm. third-person mode, and if you want to trank someone in the head, you go to first-person mode. That I don't mind so much, but playing a whole game solely in first-person doesn't really appeal to me. And at the moment, that's pretty much what VR does, it allows you to see through. Also, at the same time, doing a VR game from a third person point of view almost feels like, well, what's the point? Yeah, um, so at the moment, a VR doesn't really sell it for me.
2: How about you? I, um,
1: I don't know, to be honest. Um, yeah, you're kind of waiting to see what software's I, yeah, gonna come out. I mean, aren't I,
2: you? I, as, as much of this, uh, you know, I'm a massive Star Wars, Star Trek geek. I, I saw Star Trek Bridge Crew mm. announced as one of the titles for the PSVR. And I, I did sit there and think, yeah, it might be if money wasn't a concern. And then obviously they've done one with Batman as mm. well. I think they've done a Spider-Man one as well. Yeah. i yeah. <laughs> seen for that. I don't know. I think, to be fair, I'm still playing games from 20 years ago. On my PC, so I'm not. I'm not going to want to invest my time in a VR headset for only a couple of games. I, I to be fair, I've not seen Until Dawn. I, I don't know what it's about. But well, I, this, last this game I played
1: that... was a turn-based RPG. So how are you yeah. going how, how to stick that on VR? Don't you know? <laughs> Look around and say, "Oh, there's a health bar." Try and Look control it. Yeah.
2: Um, to be fair, though, saying that, I have seen um, walkthroughs of a VR game called Lone Echo. And that's set in space. And it is stunning. Yeah. Um, you, there is some sort of motion sickness um, warning on there because you've got to use... There will be for all of them. Well, yeah, it's, that's but, be, it's, yeah. Like, it's like not so let you ain't it? Yeah. <laughs> to a certain extent, yeah. But obviously this is set in space. So you, you don't have... You, you will have that um, sort of unbalancing even more looking mm-hmm. through the VR headset than you would, say, just a driving game or a shooter maybe
1: so, I, I don't know I, I'm I'm not overly sold on VR um. so so far the biggest pull for me is watching videos of grannies playing Resident Evil 7 on VR I oh, yeah, don't no, cool. watching them just get like proper shitted out like and anything <laughs> like
0: We'll move on, um, but I think just for my two cents, if I was to get myself a PSVR, I'd want to wait for one of the later iterations. You've seen it with your iPhone, you see it with fucking games consoles. You always get the PlayStation whatever, and
1: then you get the Slim, the Slim then the Pro. Now we've got the PS4 Pro as well. This is it. The next one would be um, Pro Slim. Next one Anorexic. It's <laughs> PS Anorexic. I'm
0: looking forward to the PSVR that's got an internal battery, so that. You can do half an hour experiences um, without having to be linked up to cables. I want something that you know has a wireless uh, headset to it so that you don't have to be, again, worried about tripping over anything. Yeah. I want you to be able to press a button on the side of your visor so that you can go from Excuse seeing what's on the, uh, the game that you're playing straight to what's around you. So I don't know, maybe an external camera... That feeds video through into the headset
1: you're getting um, jacked
0: in Leo. and I want, <laughs> I, I want some properly built in headphones but I just, it's the same thing with my iPhone, it's the same thing with my Playstation, I don't want the very basic thing I don't want to buy in straight away yeah. because I feel like the second I do, they're going to want to something well, you new. want to make sure that they've developed the technology yeah. properly
1: yeah and... Anyone find amusing that Nintendo taking a backseat on VR? Because then they kind of got stung with the virtual boys. Backseat? Nintendo led on VR? Yeah, but then they did did a virtual boy, and then it went, oh, shit, we're not pulling this game again. Talking about 20 years ago. But anyway, tell us about games with gold. Ooh, Xbox. Are your socks pulled up?
0: No.
1: Well, that's (laughs) a great pulled up, so I'm just going to get blown off now. Tell us. Turbo Oh, no, I said that wrong. I apologise. Trackmania Turbo. You're excited? No. No, you should be. Deathly silenced by all of the listeners know. going. What, the hell is what? How's that? Tell me the next Google
2: game, it. because
0: I am excited about this one. Tales from the Borderlands, the complete first season. Right. This was a PlayStation Plus game months ago. So congratulations, Xbox, for finally catching up. But this is one of your a, telltale games. It's a telltale game. I thought it's, it would be. It, if you're into Borderlands, you will enjoy this. If you're not into Borderlands, you will still enjoy this. It is such a funny game. It's I got handsome Jack. loved it. Yeah, it's got yeah. handsome Jack in it's there, the... but every,
2: everyone else, it's like um, the shoot trap. Say again. The shootout.
0: The shoe- uh I can't the... remember because I played it so long ago. I can't remember. So how many series is there now? Is it? Is it? No, there's just the one just because one? this was one that had to be made with a skeleton group. Yeah. Um, because yeah. a lot of the support was pulled for it because they didn't think that it would. Fly very well, but it's personally it's probably one tell, tell of telltale best to that stories. I really
1: enjoy so. Well, usually, when their team's given a bit of creative freedom, they can go like balls off the walk, are not they? So, what's next? Next is Nights into Dreams. No way. So, don't. don't you know that? No. No. Oh, well, you wouldn't, would you? <laughs> you never played a Saturn in your life, did you? What's next? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to talk about Nights into Dreams just to bore you now. <laughs> Basically, it's an old Sega Saturn game. It's it's regarded as one of the best Sega Saturn games. Although, to be honest, not many people played it, but, yeah, pick it up. It's fun, especially if it's free.
0: Is it regarded as one of the best Xbox games?
1: Oh, God, yeah. I mean, look, you've got got its competition, which is Trackmania Turbo. (laughs) Trackmania Turbo, man! What's next? That's what they were crazy taxi shit. Oh, here we go. Yeah, just fuck off. Just, what's (laughs) next? Deadfall Adventures. Yeah. yeah exactly All right. Anyway, yeah. Google that one <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Okay. you> well <laughs> so
0: we're going to take a very short break um, but we'll be back in a minute to give you a very brief retro review on a couple of picked out titles that we've been enjoying over the last couple of weeks hopefully we'll still have you when we get back cheers <laughs> Hi, welcome back. So, uh, beforehand we told you that we were going to be doing a couple of reviews. Um, so Alex has got a review
2: for Call of Duty World War 2. So Alex, take us away. Right, well, I've been waiting for this game for a very long time. Uh, I'm a massive fan of the Call of Duty franchise. I'm a massive World War 2 buff. Um, to be fair, I'd stopped playing Call of Duty after Ghost came out. And that was... That was sort of four or five games ago. So I anticipated this. I've played it for the majority of today, to be fair, um, and I love it. I really do love it. Um, the I'm trying to think where I can start. The bad points. Let's, let's start with the bad points. Yeah. Um, multiplayer is a difficult one because I'm a, I've been playing Battlefield One until this has come out. And there are, for obvious reasons, there are differences between the two. The game speed on multiplayer for Call of Duty is a lot quicker. Because the maps are more confined, you are going to have more close quarter combat. The scoring system on it is rubbish compared to Battlefield, if I'm honest. Why? Because with a team deathmatch game, it's the first team to 75 points. Mm-hmm. And you get 10 points for a kill. That's I lot. Seven kills. So yeah. Really? Uh, uh, How many what? people are on the pitch? It's twelve. It's twelve members. So it's six right. side. So it, you can sort of understand it from that point of view because yeah. it's it's small squads. That it, you know, it, it's gonna it's meant to be quick games.
0: Yeah, but seven and a half kills. Uh, yeah, you do
2: get a half, and you'll end up with bonus points undoubtedly for headshots and things like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so at the moment, I've been playing the domination mo- uh, domination mode, which there's a lot more time into it. Um, which it gives you more of a an enjoyment factor in the game. Um, Compare it to Battlefield 1, you can have games that last 45 minutes and you have to get to, uh, what was it, I think, how to get a thousand points on a conquest mode, but you've got five conquest points to capture and defend throughout the entire game. Um, so, yeah, so that was not ideal. Um, the Nazi zombies. Uh, the Nazi Zombies mode is there. Is it relative? (laughs) Since you're fighting Nazis now? I don't enjoy it.
0: Is the Nazi Zombie gameplay mode is it factually accurate to the Nazi zombie epidemic of 1943? Yes, Of course. As long as it's historically accurate, it's no, all I give it. oh. a shit I mean,
2: sta- I was
1: worried about that point in history.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's a staple of Call of Duty games. Since World of War and Black Ops, they, they promoted Nazi zombies and it became a focal point of the game. Okay, But why is it bad? Of, because they've tried to create a story behind it. You what, yeah. you got no, but they did it,
0: that previously. Awesome. And they've done that before. They've done that several times actually, and
2: it's not meant to be. It's not meant to be like a campaign. No, it's not. It's supposed to be you with three of the mates. You survive as many hordes as you can, and if you want to, there's an Easter egg for you to do. Oh, yeah, I'll tell you what, you should I'm have
1: had the Hellboys and a character for that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um. That would
1: have been I the, mean, the,
2: the interesting thing is they've they've got some big actors involved. They've got Ving Rhames, they've got David Tennant as mm. two of the characters of this zombie mode. And they did something similar to that with um, Black Ops. They had the Knight of the Dead, they had George A. Romero as a zombie that you had to try and kill. Yeah. But you had Sarah Michelle Geller, you had Ooh. Michael Rooker, you had Danny Ooh. Treo, and you had um, Eric England. is it from Friday the thirteenth?
1: Robert
2: Nightmare England, Nightmare on El- Elm Street yeah so yeah. Robert England. so you had those four as playable characters um, which I, I like the fact that Activision have got them involved I think it's a nice little um, addition to the game itself um, but the Nazi zombies thing isn't for me it's it's the mainly the solo campaign and the multiplayer itself
1: that I was enjoying do you feel like it's been padded out yeah um
2: but again each is to their own um, there will always certainly be people out there that would prefer the Nazi zombies to the campaign because that's what they want to do um, the good points of the game the graphics I think are very very good for what they do um, the cinematic cutscenes in the campaign are phenomenal it's getting to the point with graphics nowadays where they're practically movies in themselves, they're that good um, the, st- the storyline of the silo campaign is in depth it reminds me a lot of Platoon uh, the film with Charlie Sheen Willem Dafoe from set in Vietnam I don't know one um, you're basically just in part of this squad that's fights from D-Day to um, the winter offensive 44-45 by the Germans um, and there's obviously little twists and uh, turns in that campaign Josh de Hamel um, play Sergeant Pearson um, he was from the first two Transformers he was the s- small unit of soldiers that helped Sam Witwicky he was an entire unit of soldiers well he was part of the side was Bates. he the lead yes he was that's Michael Bay's club right. editing right there I know him yeah, yeah. so that was because he's one of those where you sort of you get the um, characters or actors that are involved in the mm. game and that was the main one that sort of came out at you um, but he's the sort of from the storyline so far he is the I wouldn't say the protagonist but he is a loose cannon and he's just waiting for shit to kick off just similar to um, Tom Ballinger's uh, character in Platoon where he was sort of the rugged veteran that just wanted to get shit done um, mm-hmm. and would do anything Need be. Um, multiplayer, a- apart from the team deathmatch, is very good. The lobby system on it is it, is brilliant. Because when you go into the lobby, you're on the beach at Normandy, behind the lines, and you've got sections that you can go to the quartermaster to um, collect contracts and collections to get different themes and camouflage packs for your weapons. You've got sections where you can go fire the gun. Before you go into battle, so you can get used to how the, uh, the gun handles, the any modifications or sights that you've added to the gun. You can go down and do training sections where you use the new kill streak or score streak uh, system, which is, is is good fun. Even if you just want to chill out for five minutes, it is it is a good laugh. Um, and you've got other sections that you can do with when you prestige up or change your emblems or create new uh, badges. For your particular avatar. Um, what else have we got? I was when I was uh, waiting for the game to download last night. It did mention in-app purchases. What? Oh, and I, that all. was that was my concern when I read it. <laughs> but to be fair, after looking at it today, the only in-app purchase is for the season pass, which is $39.99. I guess right. more which, is, which is fine. I, I don't have an issue with that because you it obviously with season passes it gives you... Is that all there is? As far as I can see so far, that is all there is. It's just the season pass.
0: Good, because there's been too great a trend recently with loot boxes and microtransactions. Yeah. And I understand that games are becoming more and more expensive and
1: for the most part game prices haven't really increased in the last 10 years yeah I always say that but whose fault is that for making these AAA titles it's not as demanding that they put million dollar budgets into making a game I mean look at the most like successful ones like Super Meat Boy and yeah, but uh, what's that recent one that came out that completely crippled Cuphead Cuphead yeah. Cuphead that made its money back like, it made to like 20 million or something like that
0: yeah but at the same time it is worth bearing in mind that yeah, all right. We haven't turned around and gone. Oh, we want more fair. I need to for see for hair move realistically. Games. But what we what we have done is completely accepted the fact that minimum wage across the UK has gone up. We don't bat an eyelid when general products increase. The world kicked off and then shut the fuck up when petrol prices increased years ago. It, it's it's inflation. It happens. So it it makes sense that when you get better TVs. You need better cameras to record your 4K gaming onto, mm-hmm. so that you can then burn it onto your nice Blu-ray adapted discs, so that you can then pop it into your brand new PlayStation 4 Pro. These processes are going to be more and more expensive, yeah. and when you're getting the likes of um, Sarah Michelle Gellar and the other ones that were in the previous Nazi Zombies game, you had Kevin Spacey who prote- uh, previously was, was an uh, the antagonist. Warfare. I think that was an- was that Advanced Warfare. It was. It was one warfare. of them anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you've got actors in for the most recent one that, and it makes sense that you know these games are going to increase in terms of their their cost, um, and therefore it makes more sense to increase the price. So,
1: well, the price doesn't really increase that much from if you buy from a shop. However, there is a case now where they've got a couple of things where they don't have overheads anymore. For example, you say big name actors. That's an overhead you don't really need. I mean, if you're buying a game just for that voice actor, then you're kind yeah. of missing the point in the game. Yeah. People now use digital download more than anything else, packaging, distribution, that's going to be out the window. Yeah. You know, so there's those factors right there. But again, what but I'm saying is um, publishers cannot uh, justify releasing a half finished game if they're going to cack on loot boxes, microtransactions just to have a complete game experience
0: no they can't but what they could justify doing is giving us a fuller better experience than what we have got say with like the previous um like with destiny the idea that you have to purchase items out of loot boxes and things like that give us a fully fledged game with decent drop rates where the rng is completely leveled out. So uh so RNG's random number generator, which is what calculates the drop rates for certain things like um exotic and legendary loot and things like that. You know, give us more balanced games, but charge us sixty quid, charge us seventy quid for them. They're expensive, but at the end of the day I would rather do that than play another fucking bout of Assassin's Creed Unity. To open this chest, you must open the app and you must pay for this. It's... You must play 10 games online. I don't <laughs> I don't want to do that. And I... You know, there are plenty of people that are still fighting for single-player experiences. Hell but, yeah.
1: Mm, not enough. There needs to be more single-player, in my opinion. I, I grew up with single-player experiences. Well, that's yeah, it. Like, multi, multiplayer's always been a bit... Alien, I'm getting wrong. I played. I used to play Dark Souls Two, Jedi Knights, uh, multiplayer when that first came out. I think I played probably Warcraft Three back when Warcraft was an RTS and not a massive whatever the fuck it is now. Yeah. You know. So, but I think sometimes, yeah, get back to basics, go single player.
0: Mm. Yeah, I, I do think we're missing a trick.
1: But so to go back to your review,
2: yeah, I I do think it's worth it. I really do. Yeah, um, it's fifty four ninety nine on the PlayStation Store. Um, I do. I, I would recommend it for those that are into World War II history and first person shooters.
0: Okay. So
2: I wanted to talk ever
0: so briefly about the Return to Arkham uh, collection. So Batman Arkham Asylum and Batman Arkham Knight were two games that were bundled together off of the PlayStation 3 and put onto the PS4 um, and I've recently completed the first of the two which was Arkham Asylum. Um, so to begin with it's a Batman game. It's and like r- the
1: best Batman game in ages.
0: Yeah it was. Yeah. It was the best Batman game ever probably. Yeah.
1: I, I would I would honestly go out on a
0: limb on saying because I think it it did the most in terms of making the
1: player feel like Batman. I think the only Batman game that was good before, then was probably Batman Returns, and that was from the Super Nintendo. Yeah. That was a side-scrolling Final Fight-type game. That was a great game. That was. You could punch clowns.
0: But as good as Arkham Asylum was, is... It is. You know, it still is. Yeah, it's still a solid game. You can feel that it's dated. You know, I've now moved into uh, playing Arkham City and I feel like every scenario that I was in as Batman, I would approach as a player playing Batman that, you know, oh, I was quite lucky enough that I didn't randomly stumble across this bad guy that happens to have an AK-47 in his hands that just happens to be trained at my pointy little ears. Actually, it was a case of, you know, I walk along with the majority of the game in fucking X-ray mode
1: because yeah. that's how most of us played it. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> so the only way to do present missions was slap a detective vision you know, and take down skeletons.
0: Yeah. There is a petition somewhere online to have it renamed Batman and the Argonauts, but
1: it's... You should totally do.
0: It wasn't... It's not a bad game by any means, but playing Arkham City, it made me realise that actually I couldn't just randomly stumble into a scenario where actually there are bad guys here in front of me. I've stumbled into it. How am I going to get away? You know, at least my fuck-ups in Arkham City feel like... Uh, fuck-ups you know fuck-ups that I made that I know that I've made but I feel like I know how to get out of them I drop a smoke pellet I rappel up to a, you know a high vantage point you hide behind a I Then I then yeah <laughs> I immediately get away because the most interesting thing in that game is trying to fly everywhere for as long as you can
1: yeah
2: you, well, got, the, was, you got the trophy right that was the thing though with Arkham Asylum everyone played it and you sat there and thought if only they could do this as an open world game. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they bought Arkham City and you thought, yeah, this is it.
0: Now, there are plenty of people that feel that due to the confinement and the lineality of the Arkham Asylum game, that it's actually the best one out of the trilogy. and it has once, a tighter
1: story, probably.
0: It does have a tighter story because you are not spending time going, I will stop you, Joker, after I pick up this phone call. After I find that Riddler trophy. I I I need more neon. As soon as I find out where that gunshot came from, after I stop that guy from beating up that other guy...
1: Oh, I need to see where the Mad Hatter is now.
0: Do you know what I mean? It feels very much as though, actually, I don't need to go on all these side quests. It was a much tighter experience. However, the mechanics aren't anywhere near as developed or as refined Mm. as uh, the latter two games, which made me go... Do you know what, going back to this, which if, you know, I get that it was the first game and it was nowhere near as developed, but this is the return to Arkham series, so the the idea is that I am going back to this game, so it is noticeable for me to go actually, do you know what, it's nowhere near as refined, these mechanics aren't quite as deep you know well, and me- that was something that you know why can't I grapple a bad guy and pull him towards me well you can yeah but then I can't do that thing where I clothesline him and slam him into the ground like I can in Arkham
1: City all the best bit when you teabag someone and punch them in the nuts Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> fucking awesome
0: admittedly the ground takedowns are hilarious in that Arkham one. City because quite often your bad guy ragdolls to the floor and Batman does the ground takedown in a way that you just wouldn't like. Ends up straddling a bad guy's face, just giving him a whole faceful of bat
1: nuggets. Only did you know, West do that, but my God, he wanted him to. <laughs> <laughs> only to
0: end up with having his pangas smashed in by some <laughs> fucking bat vigilante Bruce Wayne.
1: See, for me, the Return to Arkham Games, for PS4, is almost like a cry saying... Why the hell didn't you just do backwards compatibility? Because there's no reason yeah. for me to pick up Return to Arkham because well, I still have a PS3 and those games. Well, this yeah. is what they planned with the, uh,
2: the latest update for PlayStation, was that they were trying to get com- uh, backwards compatibility. Because back, everyone wants it. games.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh-huh.
2: So I've still got, <laughs> so, yeah, I've still yeah. got
0: a catalogue of PS3 games no, that I've ever played. Just because yeah. they say they're planning it, like, you know, where is our ability to change our fucking names? It's still like that you know, 10, 11 years down the line, they've still not done it. You know, you still Xbox... Know. I'm not saying... Yeah, don't get me wrong. Like, <laughs> I like my username. <laughs> but I'm not saying that it's easy to do, but Xbox have got this shit figured out. Why hasn't Sony?
1: Honestly, I don't know. I, just get, I get the big feeling between Xbox and PlayStation is Xbox is more tailored for your online play. Yeah. Therefore, it's online profiles and online everything <laughs> is more accessible. Well... I, don't, I actually don't own PS Plus because I don't use online enough yeah. to pay 40 quid a year for it. I know that sounds incredibly tight, but I don't. Well, It does depend on what you as the,
2: the sole person yeah. wants to do with yeah. the gaming. Yeah.
0: I mean, okay. to, to keep on topic, I would honestly say that if you haven't played the Batman series before, if you have a limited income and you're going to pick up anything, I would honestly suggest picking up Batman Arkham Knight... And then running through Let's Plays and, um, you know, cutscenes, uh, movies that have been piled together on YouTube. Watch that, get an idea of what the story is, Wikipedia it for fuck's sake, and then enjoy probably the best out of the three. I mean, people slate Arkham Knight for the fact that the Batmobile wasn't very good. Yeah, or you did. I did. You totally did. the fucking tank yeah. thing can do one massively. <laughs> but aside from that, the fear takedowns, the method of which you actually took out other enemies. the afterburners
1: uh, in the Batmobile is is frigging tits. Though. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> that, that did I make feel, you feel like a badass and you'd fire those up the first time. I feel
0: like out of the three games, the Arkham Asylum is probably the second best. But if you've got a limited income, pick up Arkham Knight.
1: I would say the story for Arkham Asylum is the best. However, I enjoyed Arkham City the most. I did. Mm. Anyway, so, Chris. I'm going to talk quite recently about Thor Ragnarok. So, ooh, that dates the That dates our little podcast. <laughs> Thor Ragnarok came out recently in the UK. I think it came out the 24th October. I saw it. I loved it. If you've seen Thor and Thor The Dark World, get ready for a different type of Thor. He is he's not a doofus, but at the same time, he is pretty much a fish out of water wherever he goes. Corner Guardians, clone of Guardians rip-off with seriously doing the movie an injustice. Because even though Thor is on a different planet, a different world and in space, it is nothing like Guardians. It's its, it's bold, it's fun, yeah, it's goofy in places, but it works to its advantage. Everything about this movie is brilliant, where it comes from Chris Hemsworth's Thor, Loki, Kate Blanchard's Heather, which is unbelievably sexy, at the same time terrifying, um, Valkyrie, who kicks ass in her own little way. She's not a girl, Thor, which is beautiful to see. In fact, it's a great scene there how um, Valkyrie pre, uh, predates Thor, and how he used to look up to Valkyries and w- always wanted to be a Valkyrie until he realised they're only women and did a total bumblefuck of a speech about trying to pick his way out of, you know, I, I like women, not a little too much, but not in a creepy way. So, yeah, if you love your Marvel movies, if you love a movie that's fun, just go and see, it's brilliant. See, I do like my Marvel movies, but I
0: am one of those that said it looks like a Guardians rip it looks like totally a not. Time. It is totally not. Like, that's the greatest but thing about it. It just problem, has so much confidence. The problem that they had was that... All of their trailers just looked like it was ripping
1: off of what had come before. Yes and no. Even though it came from... Even though people would just say it looked like Guardians, it had a more of a Flash Gordon vibe to it. Uh, like the funky text and the Led Zeppelin song. That is in it, but it's not kind of like the way that Peter Quill has his mixtape. There is yeah. only... There are plenty let's of people out there that would say that
0: Guardians of the Galaxy is a bit of a ripoff of Flash Gordon anyway. Oh, that uh, you will struggle in this day and age of Hollywood... To make fun. anything original. Exactly. I will give you that. Exactly. Yeah. So, don't get me wrong. When I say it, I don't mean it to be as damning as it comes across. I do still mean it to be somewhat damning, though, because at the end of the day, it is still Marvel. It's all still within their Marvel Studios family. I... It is something... Why is it better? Why is it better than the previous Thors? Because I get that they weren't the strongest films,
1: but why is this sudden change in character... Is, all I can really why say is it is forgivable? It's just because it's fun. That's it at the end of the day. It has gone back to what I think comic book movies, uh, any sort of movie, should really be. It's had a lot of fun. Spider-Man Homecoming, and I'm a big Spidey fan... Felt dry, to be honest. The only really redeeming feature I felt about Spider-Man: Homecoming was Michael Keaton. Yeah. Michael Keaton's Vulture was a great character. Tom, what's his name again? Tom Holland. That's it. Yeah, he was a great little Spider-Man, but it didn't leap out. And even though it's unpopular opinion, I actually prefer Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man over the other three. You know, it's
0: not unpopular in this room. Oh no, but
1: you know, I back you on that. How do you feel? I. You loved Tobey Maguire. No, I didn't. No, <laughs> Thank
2: God for that. <laughs> no, it's, it's difficult because out of the Marvel comic book universe I've never been a massive Spider-Man fan. Mm, yeah. um, but the best Spider-Man film I thought was the um, second
1: one of Andrew Garfield. Amazing. Um, that's very controversial because a lot of people think that's one of the worst ones. No, yeah. I myself, I don't believe that because... I
2: didn't prefer, I, I didn't enjoy the first one. I didn't think no, All right.
0: right. I, I didn't did dislike it second.
2: but I preferred the first yeah. Oh, so no. yeah I've, I think out of the three that I've seen Garfield for me is,
1: is the better one because um, I think people who can like say how great the original you know Sam Raimi original trilogy is mm. um, probably haven't seen it for a while if you do watch it again you, your rose tinted glasses the, the, come no, off the, it's the, like oh. it was like
2: the bit in the third one where he's he's obviously um, been taken over by Venom and he starts going out and he starts strutting down the street yeah. with all this uh, shit. Oh,
1: fucking... I do yeah, not accept the defence that um, people say, oh yeah, but that's what Peter Parker would think cool is. No, no one thinks that's cool. Not even <laughs> Peter Parker would yeah. think that's cool. So this is day... If you that, try to do that in this day, no? you just get looked at. Oh, yeah. You okay. just think, what hey, are you on? I tell yeah. you what, you either get looked at or someone bang you out. And I kind of hope the <laughs> latter would happen. <laughs> yeah. But for me, the last, the um, Spider-Man 3 Irritates the shit out of me because they spent so much money on special effects to recreate the Sandman and yeah. they'd fuck all with a Venom costume. Yeah, yeah. that's like a you I mean, anyone remember the 90s comic, uh, not comic, uh, cartoon Spider Man uh, TV series? Oh, yeah, yeah, they did like a three part episode of Venom. Yeah, use that shit. That's yeah. all they needed to do. Yeah, that was it. Bam.
0: I yeah, I mean, I feel, kind of feel like we're
1: going off topic a little bit, but it's back to Thor because it's rocking up my world. <laughs> 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 yes, it did. Yeah, come can. on, come on. No,
0: respond. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm interested to see it because I liked the previous Thor films, but every time I've seen the trailer, all I can think is, Jesus, this is just too too goofy this is this is too far removed from the previous films yeah I think that works uh, to his advantage myself there is a stoic heroism that is you know in alignment with Captain America's character you know that if you're going to watch one of his films he is going to be the hero man if you watch anything with Iron Man in it with Tony Stark in it you know that he's going to be sarcastic and he's going to be witty Mm. and he's going to be funny if you watch anything with Thor in it there's going to be lots of Thou shalt and verily. Not but no, not no. anymore. And don't get me wrong, I get that because I've seen the trailers, I know that a lot of this is telling Thor's Planet Hulk story.
1: Mm.
0: Pretty much. But that kind of pisses me off because why didn't we have the Planet Hulk film? We've had the animated version of it and it was good.
1: Probably because. Um, I know I know the rights version is because I think the, um, Paramount still owed the rights to the Hulk character, so they only let Marvel play with him, so they don't have the rights to make a feature film. Um, saying that, probably because he's not a strong enough character to hold his own movie. Great supporting character, the Hulk. To his own movie? Don't think so. How... So you didn't write the one with Edward Norton in? I like the one with Edward Norton in, but at the same time, it, just, it did feel like a bit dragged on a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then again, that was them still testing the water. I mean, it went yeah. Iron Man, Incredible Hulk, and then so, they started to.
0: Tell us more out. about the current. The thought uh, <laughs> I <I'm>, Fuck. Hulk. <laughs> rewind, rewind, rewind. Let's go with that. Tell right. us more <laughs> about the current Hulk that we've got, because I remember in the trailers there was a bit where they were both sat on what looked like the edge of a bed or on a sofa.
1: And they have Raging Fire.
0: And they talk about Raging Fire. Now it looks like we've got a more
1: cognitive Hulk we do. in this film. Uh, spoiler alert, so if you haven't seen it, you know. Wake up. Yeah, go and see it, then come back. Um basically two years have passed since Age of Ultron, and Banner has been Hulk for those two years. So in that time he has evolved a bit. Basically he is the Grandmaster's Jeff Goldman's character, and Jeff Goldman's just awesome. Okay. He's the Grandmasters. <laughs> he, is, he is and the collector's brother. Oh yes. The Hulk is what? The Hulk is Basic's champion. He's on, he's, right. He gets to smash, to so his heart's content, he's happy. He's still pissed off and angry, because that's what the Hulk is, but he just kind of like evolves a bit. You couldn't have just this grunty, groany character for the whole way through. He needs to have a little bit of banter.
0: So he's almost been recognised as a bit of a toddler, a bit of a child from yeah, the he's, previous film. Yeah, he's,
1: he's um, got a little bit more than that, but he's still kind of like uh, Hulk-smashed. Com- Hulk Type. he's not Professor Hulk yet so
0: we're kind of looking like it's a case of it's more continuous exposure has led him to become
1: it's more, more cognitive yeah. more evolved ok
0: that's cool right
1: it's not kind of like um, all of a sudden and I think when they explain that two years have passed it kind of gives it a little bit better and
0: yeah it gives it more credibility yeah and
1: that he's evolved since then
0: ok so I mean you've already said that you loved it
1: Bucky, yeah. you'd suggest people to go see it oh god yeah ok if you if you like your comic book movies go and see it if you like seeing something fun go and see it um, if you're not a big comic book fan, probably I'd say give it a miss, and yeah. beca- only because you probably come around and go, hm, that's a bit silly. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've got a guy that a got a thunder, you know, punching the shit out of a big ass green dude with Kate Blanchett going around with extraordinary headgear on. Yeah, but each- okay. every character is wonderful.
0: Well, I'm glad you signed off with that particular type of statement. Some guy punching a CGI green character with Clay- Kate Blanchett's epic headgear. Dude, he's hot. Because I want to talk about the state of superhero movies at the
1: moment. Go for it, old man Brods. <sighs> Thank no, you for proving my point there. No.
0: <laughs> it's not a rant. I genuinely feel as though the... let discuss. Oh, <laughs> I genuinely feel as though the market at the moment has been oversaturated with these films you yourself Alex have said that we've got a good seven that we've picked out coming up between now and and December December of 2018 13 months we're looking at one every two months so for me to say
1: I feel the market has become oversaturated almost feels justified well the next one after Justice League is Black Panther right and that's in February okay so November to Feb Right. December. That was like three months. Yeah. yeah. So it's okay. a bit of a gap. Which,
0: all right, so, yeah. That's a bit into of a other gap.
1: genres that are coming out, like action, romance. But then when you, when,
0: okay, yeah. So we've got three months between... Sci-fi. Justice League, mm-hmm. is what you're saying, and Black Panther. Which is the next Marvel one. Okay, so. so that gives us, what, February to December, that leaves us with the remaining ten months yeah, get. For the remaining five films, yeah. which is still approximately on average one for oh, every no, it, two it, months. No, it is it is
2: one every two months.
0: But, so that doesn't knock my math. All that does is tell me <laughs> that if you're getting rid of more months, you're packing more films
1: further down the line. So why that's you, oversaturation. So why do you think it's oversaturated? Right. So considering you ain't seen one for a while. Put your audible hand
0: up if you have seen the Justice League trailer.
1: Yes, everyone's seen the Justice League trailer. Okay,
0: so have I. Now put your audible hand down if you think the Justice League trailer looks like a bag of wank mixed with, I don't know, more
1: wank, more wank. You, you shot your loader literally. <laughs> I did <laughs> straight into the bag where we're keeping Justice League. Keeping more wank in the Justice wank bag. I mean, you've got to
0: you've got to see where I'm coming from. That you've well, got did... Batman versus Superman, which was an incredibly weak film. Yeah, that it's film has been bad panned. By critics, except they for released... one person that we know. <laughs> yeah, but we're not going to talk about him because his opinion means nothing to anyone. But, you know, it, that's got not
1: Alex, by by yes. Yes. it got panned by critics.
0: It got panned by critics. It got panned when they released a three-hour version of the film. I know, but it re- it answers more questions. No one was asking them
2: no. because no one cared. But that 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 that's always annoying me because they did it with Suicide Squad as well, didn't they? They released yes. the yes. cinematic version and then they released the director's cut. The, the ultimate extreme why cut. Not, why not just release it as it is instead of pissing about with the cinematic version? version it, and then the director's. It's matter. Matter. a director it doesn't neither of those question. versions
0: neither of those versions were strong enough to stand on their own merit. oh no I totally agree yeah, agree with that, that, I agree with that do you know what I mean there was a lot of hype and circumstance behind Suicide Squad they had three huge music numbers behind the trailers mm-hmm. when they were dropped and there was a lot of humour picked up they actually prevented the film from coming out on its original release date and they ended up saying that they were going to rework certain scenes to put more humour into that film. I was and supposed they fucking blink and missed
1: that. They failed miserably. So also, you say it's saturated market, but it's not one company making all these movies. It's three companies in total. So you've got your Marvel, you've got your DC or Warner Brothers, and mm. then you've got your Fox. Yes. So... Saying that, well, maybe comes... you've got
0: Sony as well because they're the ones working on the Venom movie because oh, it's not fuck. actually the Venom movie isn't connected to the, the Marvel, Marvel Cinematic no. Universe as we know
1: it. The same way the Fox's um, movies New aren't movie. connected, yeah, yeah connected yeah. to the uh, the Marvel universe. So you kind of got three different companies, four, can counts count Sony making superhero movies, which is why quality dips all over the place. Mm. I mean. D, uh, Warner Brothers DC the last movie, good movie they made besides Wonder Woman is The Dark Knight yeah that's a yeah, yeah I mean yeah I totally agree with yeah that. I mean The Dark Knight Rise whatever your opinion on it is not as good as no. The no, Dark the Knight The Dark Knight was the best one of them. yeah night and to be honest The Dark Knight Rises just feels like it was tacked on just and just so Chris Nolan can go hey i got a trilogy give me what the money I want to make whatever film I want yeah, if he wasn't is. such a kick-ass director you know? yeah I mean, I ain't seen Dunkirk because those aren't my type of movie, but I can appreciate how freaking amazing it was. Dunkirk yeah. is very yeah. cool.
0: that, I mean, that man is talented, yeah. don't get me wrong. But I, I don't know, I almost feel like if you took a different tact with superhero films, I'd be less hostile toward them. Case in point, the Lego Batman movie. Is probably <laughs> one of best the best Batman movies ever. <laughs> <laughs> it was probably one of the best superhero yeah. movies. Honestly, I genuinely loved it. I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was funny. Yeah. I thought it was moving. I thought it was full of brilliant action where it needed to be, considering it was Lego. Yeah, there was nothing but jokes. You know, I th- Christ, it opens up with. This is airplane, whatever it is, carrying 8,000 sticks of dynamite, 5,000 small circular stereotype bombs, and two best friends. And the guys down at Ground Control go, and you want to fly over the most crime ridden city in all of America? (laughs) Well, I'm looking at everyone's faces, and that seems fine with me.
1: Do you know what? It was hilarious. Well, I remember seeing the trailer of the Lego Batman movie when I saw Batman v Superman I got to see that movie for free as when I still want my money back <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was a bit worrying that I was more excited for a Lego Batman movie than I was for Batman v Superman I mean to this day I do not know how you can fuck that up oh, yeah. obviously you can because we've got proof well, of that yeah. you know? yeah. <laughs> it was released it was released I bad yeah. it was but yeah Justice, Justice League is one I think the Always a big problem with DC movies is they do take themselves a little bit too seriously. Yeah. With Marvel movies such as Thor Ragnarok, there is fun, they are poking themselves, there's obviously a laugh on set. With DC, there's a lack of confidence. And it was shown in Suicide Squad. Marvel had so much confidence when it came to Guardians Mm. when they produced it. It was a risk, it was a risk, let's be honest. Guardians was a risk. No one knew the characters. Guardians of the Galaxy is considered Marvel's best gamble. Yeah, yeah. because the, no one. James Gunn was a wacky director. Mm-hmm. No one knew who the characters were. It wasn't like an Iron Man or Thor or anything like that. No one knew who Star Lord was. Hell, not even in the Star Lord universe did people know who Star Lord was. <laughs> you know, and the confidence and the love of it showed. DC tried to replicate that with Suicide, Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad, and they just ballsed it up completely because they lacked confidence. Like when it was halfway through, like. Oh, this ain't gritty. look what made well. Dark Knight was gritty. Let's do that. But at the same time, Dark Knight wasn't gritty, I don't think. I mean,
0: don't get me wrong. If it ever comes out of development hell, I genuinely think that Bannerflex, The Batman, will be a great film because it looks like it's taken... I mean, you saw it when he kind of grappled away in that one scene of Batman versus Superman. It looks like it's got enough slick and style
1: to it to really fit the comic book aspect, to be honest, of I, comic think, book I think Ben Affleck can make it work because I think he can. he's actually a, he's a fucking good director. Have you haven't seen Argo? Oh, oh Argo. I haven't. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah, directed that. Yeah, He was brilliant. I also I also believe any sort of like good things that happen out of Batman v Superman probably came from Ben Affleck. I mean, yeah. Jeremy Irons is Alfred. Yeah, totally different to Michael Caine's. Still works. Yeah.
0: yeah, but again, like I mean, that for me, it was nice to see this different type because you had um. I'm um, heartbroken that I don't know the name of the guy that originally played Alfred, Michael Caine. No, no, <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> what? The, it's only Michael Caine. Uh, the old gentleman that um played I Alfred in I think it was okay. Michael Gough. Okay. I mean, double check, but like, that oh, though that Alfred. version of Alfred yeah. was very much the same as uh, Michael Caine's version of Alfred. Yes. They, this weren't this fighting, they weren't fighting. No. They weren't doing anything in particular. They were just butlers. Whereas uh, Jeremy Irons, yeah. Jeremy Irons, Alfred felt more like a technology um, chief that was working on the armory of Batman's gear. That was making sure that his cowl worked properly. That was making sure that all the sensors inside it were properly calibrated. Hmm. That he was he was like the chief technician of Batman's pit crew. I mean,
1: I'll even throw out that saying I'll even like Jesse Eisenberg's Luther. No, you've lost me. No, It was Michael Goff. It was Michael Goff, thank you. you. It was just like, I don't know, Just Batman v Superman always just felt like a checklist. The same way the Green Lantern Mm. movie felt like a checklist. As in, you know, you had to have Sinestro, you had to have Yellow Ring, you had to have this. The same with Batman v Superman, you had to have Lex Luthor, you had to have, I'm trying to remember if i blanked out as much as I can, you know... Yeah. They just felt like they were just taking it it down. It didn't didn't seem like anything was. There was no, like. I mean, to this day, at the end of uh, Man of Steel, where Clark Kent turns up, it's like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. And then Amy Adams going, I don't know who you are. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't been to Smallville with you and watching people punch. I,
0: I. I don't know. We're yet to make a point about a film that can turn it around. We've spoken about the Lego films. We've spoken about the films that were done by Christian Bale and Christopher Nolan. Mm. Um, But I feel now like those films are kind of over. Those franchises are over. We're now getting your Justice League Batman. We're now getting your Tom Holland Spider-Man. Again... These are films that I haven't seen. I haven't watched Tom Holland's Spider-Man. I haven't watched whatever iteration of fucking Tony Stark they've slapped on the big screen most recently because I don't care. Because it's been overdone. I Honestly, if you want to bring in comic book movies, and I say comic book movies because that's different to superhero movies, give me something different. Give me... Um, well, what are you looking for? What there was a, There was a great i how you bum Deadpool. No, because as good as Deadpool is, I'm tired of it. I don't
1: need to see another one just yet. That's a damn shame, because you've got one on the horizon. I've got one on the horizon.
0: It's probably one of the few that's coming out over the next year. But um, I'm fairly certain there was a, a comic book called Sex Crimes.
1: Oh, the, um, I know which one you mean.
0: Yeah, and the idea behind Sex Crimes is that there was this young lady that every time she orgasmed entered into a world where time stopped and she could do whatever she wanted. That'd be, this hard,
1: world. That'd be a hard pull for a movie. <laughs> never, let, never let me a comic book movie, just in general. Of course, yeah. but I always thought Frank the because you know. that
0: entire comic book kind of picked up a little bit more when she then met her boyfriend, who also had the same ability. Every time he then hit an orgasm, time would stop for him. So when the two of them started then interacting with one another while the rest of the world had stopped in time, and they went... Hey, let's rob banks. I thought that was hilarious. And I'd like to see something like that again. Get sex, then cash. <laughs> <laughs> you probably are going to to do the tagline. Yeah, that's it. Get but sex. But it was hilarious. Get like, cash. Because it was always that Coming soon. But don't... how how do we get back to a point where we can where we can start time again? Oh, well, it normally happens when I decide that I'm I'm ready to have sex. There was a bit where they sat in the car for 15 minutes and nothing happens because he's not ready to have sex again. But the second she turns around and goes, Wanna do butt stuff? He immediately is ready again and time starts. It's full of tons of little jokes like that that I really enjoyed. I'm just, I'm ready to start seeing something different. You know, Big Hero 6 was a manga adaptation
1: no it was a Marvel adaptation sorry
0: Marvel sorry. adaptation so that in itself is a comic book it's, gone, it's
1: Marvel's first Disney comic book movie you know what I mean as an animated
0: but I felt <laughs> but that, it was that totally,
1: handled it well it's totally uh, the source material was incredibly creative with it
0: yeah do you know what I mean it was it was picked apart and it was done very differently but again it felt so estranged from the superhero community
1: but you know I enjoyed it. You know what we're doing here as a movie? Black Science. Black Science Black a great comic That'll book. That would be fucking balls you know. of war insane. you Lost me with that. Oh, Pick it up. He's got the books.
0: I've got the books. Honestly, <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll lend them to you at some point. It's absolutely fantastic. There was another one that you lent me, Umbrella Academy. Oh, that's coming out on Netflix soon. Umbrella Academy would make a great film. Do you know what I mean? There are so many good comic books that have been made that could be adapted so well to film. Um, you know, we, we could easily enjoy the visual stylings of uh, the gunslinger books that were drawn by Marvel. Didn't the Dark Tower get panned? The Dark Tower got panned. I'll but they that. were talking about seven book magnum opus by Stephen
1: King oh. in one film that's insane you can't do that
0: whereas if they'd taken some of the smaller stories that fit within that entire storyline
1: that would have worked better you know what they should have done Game of Thrones style <laughs> oh, Give yeah. give a gun to HBO what's it HBO, HBO yeah make it like 7 series bam solid absolutely ten, 10 episodes per series nail that shit
0: absolutely honestly
1: I I can't fault do you aim with your eye no I aim with
0: my heart
1: I actually can't remember it. So. <laughs> no, you aim with your eye. You, you don't aim with your hand, you aim with your eye. I don't know. I can't remember what the I fuck do not, I, I do it. not kill with my gun, I kill with my heart. Whatever it like is, that. I'm fairly certain
0: the studio didn't get it right when they made the Dark Tower. We made it better just then. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm ready for superhero movies to stop. But how do you guys feel? I mean from the rant that we had in the intermission back there <laughs> I know that you guys don't feel exactly the same we should have
1: recorded so that so what yeah.
0: Yeah. what exactly is the big superhero film on the horizon for you that makes you go I can't wait I've for got it. two go for it
1: okay you go first Infinity War and Deadpool <laughs> ah well,
2: <laughs> fuck yourself
1: <That's> <laughs> gonna this, this comes come from a Deadpool fan as well <laughs> I
2: mean, I know,
0: no honestly I'm a Deadpool fan but I I worry that Guardians of the Galaxy was absolutely amazing. Guardians of the Galaxy 2 felt like it was ticking the boxes, like you said earlier, Sling. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that we've got to make sure that Drax is very literal in what he says. We've got to make sure that Gamora doesn't quite understand the advances of Star Lord. We've got to make sure that Star Lord wants to be called Star Lord by everyone and so on. We have to make sure that Groot is cute for the audience. Screw is very cute. (laughs) It felt like the first film was lightning in a bottle and they were trying to recreate the circumstances and they fell short. Deadpool, as good as that first film was and that very last act was a little bit weak, but as good as the film in general was, I worry that they're going to struggle to have that same
2: lightning in a bottle. I don't think they will. I don't think they will. I think personally... Ryan Reynolds has shown a lot of passion behind this project. Mm. He's been desperate to get it on the big screen for God knows how many years. I don't think he will fuck it up. I think he will... No, I can see, I can certainly see your point of lining the bottle, but I don't think it will be um, panned. I think it will be... It'll
1: be interesting to see the direction it goes with cable. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. Because that takes it from... Uh, what the first Deadpool movie was into a totally different ballpark really because t- cables you know what about time travel it's supposed to be Scott Summers' son whacked into the future with a map yeah
0: he's
1: yeah. got techno virus who's
0: playing cable Josh he it is Josh yeah.
1: yeah the guy who's been in three comic book movies guaranteed there's <laughs> guy who's
2: playing Thanos in your uh, other film guaranteed yes. that there's going to be some form of comment made by him about him being
1: in Hopefully there'll be also a, um was it yeah. a Men in Black reference in there as well, considering that was a comic book movie.
0: Yeah, so you know that I, I can see that being fun. I think Deadpool Two is gonna stand out on its fourth wall breaking merits. Hmm. Um I mean everyone loves that joke where you know It's a fourth he, wall break inside of fourth wall break. That's no what, sixteen I, walls. That one that one's okay, but for me it was the bit where it was And Negasonic Teenage Warhead opens the door and he goes, oh, it's funny how I only ever see the two of you. It's almost like the studio couldn't afford any other expo. (laughs) You know, (laughs) it's it's a funny joke because obviously he's acknowledging the fact that he's in a film, but, you know, I feel like that might be a method in which they employ so that they can go...
1: Then again, my favourite joke in Deadpool was when he was trying to break the fourth wall and he had Colossus and... Negasonic just looking at him going what the fuck is he going on about just just looking into space I wasn't talking to you
0: I was talking to them (laughs) it was acknowledgement of the previous films where he said um, I think we can all agree that shit just went sideways in the most colossal way and then it flashes to a toy of when Ryan Reynolds was the Deadpool from X-Men Origins and Wolverine and then he goes, well, not the most. <laughs> and then he goes, oh, I love this, and he picks it up. And then he goes, he picks out a CD of um, wine yeah. or something. It was, it was one of those things that made me giggle because I feel like they can shy away from the things that pull down normal comic book films. But that's just my opinion. But Infinity War.
2: Yeah, that is that is the one. I mean, it it just, everything that's been done inside the Marvel Universe coincides with that. And I'm, I'm interested to see the way they're going to do it. Because obviously, there, a lot of questions have been made, especially with Justice League, of how are they going to fit so many characters into this one film, especially with, you need origin stories of, um, Flash, Aquaman, I know they're doing a standalone film, but obviously, they've got to get something into that. And, I like to call Aquaman Water Thor because that's
1: where he's being portrayed. <laughs>
2: <laughs> There's no... Um, I can't think of the yeah. other character in it.
1: Um, there you got Batman, sorry. Wonder Woman, and then, oh no, Superman, surprise. <laughs> Boy, <laughs> even though, even though on every <laughs> advertisement poster and it says save the world, it's got Superman's logo for the S. Yeah. And, it's like, right. and then Alfred's just something. going, oh, I, Master, I, Master I get, Bruce would say you will be here. Yeah, we know he punched his way out of a coffin on the one. <laughs> I get
0: what you're saying about, you know, the Infinity War and Justice Cyborg these these characters vying for screen time I do Mm. understand where you're coming from
2: but 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 then I've enjoyed the Marvel Cinematic Universe so I think that's I'm just quite excited to see how it's all going to
0: go Marvel's villains seem to
1: be the weakest point in most of their films (laughs) yes and no I thought James yeah. Bailey was old I thought it was brilliant oh James spade's voice is brilliant yeah
0: yeah no his voice is fantastic his character was
1: not is awesome controversial but okay.
0: Okay. okay how is it controversial hmm. what, what did you not like about him I'm saying that it wasn't better developed elaborate okay right so you had a a robot that managed to come to life um, based on his no interaction
1: to hold him down shut
0: up <laughs> you want me to elaborate, I'll elaborate he was a two dimensional character, he was a robot that came to life that felt that humanity had to be wiped out so that it could achieve its vision of perfection Mm -hmm. but there wasn't more about how, because it seemed so different to what I know of Ultron in the comics, he seemed to have such a, a humanoid side to him, he had a temper to him, so his frustrations weren't Oh, my God. Yes, continue. <laughs> His frustrations weren't kind of justified the way that they could have been. Loki is a great character like because characters. he's been in how many films now?
2: Oh,
1: Thor, so many.
0: Avengers, Thor 2. He's in Thor Ragnarok. I'm sure he'll be in another fucking one because oh, yeah, they can't in... get rid of Tom Hiddleston because he's too good. He's in Infinity War as well. Yeah. Um, you know, all right, let's look at some of the other ones. Let's look at uh, Yellow Jacket. Or whatever his name was, Damon Darren Cross. Darren Cross know? from yeah. Ant Man. From Ant Man. He was shite. Yeah, I'll give you that. Mm. You know. But then again. Oh, I'm a crazed billionaire. Then again, oh, it's I put on a
1: suit. Oh, it's a good thing we never saw that in the first Iron Man film. Marvel's always been. Marvel movies and also Marvel characters, I'd say, are more focused on heroes. Well, yeah. DC are more focused on villains.
0: Yes. Mainly like,
1: because it's kind of a case of, with the Marvel heroes, it does focus more on character rather than power. When, the other way round, in DC Universe, the heroes have powers and the characters are almost second.
0: Joker doesn't have any powers, and yet not he's I'm one saying of the is, better portrayed characters.
1: No, I'm saying the heroes in DC yeah. focus on the powers rather than the character. For example, even Batman is Batman. Bruce yeah. Wayne is someone second. Yeah. Superman, same deal. He is natural... Uh, being is being Superman Clark Kent is is his little disguise Bruce Wayne so that's the big difference I always think because the heroes in the Marvel Universe have more character therefore they usually take the limelight and the villains usually come you know a weak second while the way around while the Batman's Road Gallery is obviously more stronger than Batman I've always said the most boring thing about Batman is Batman
0: yeah (laughs) no absolutely but let's have a look at the Dark Knight Hmm. and let's have a look at the character that stole that shot Heath Ledger's Joker. Oh, yeah. Now, you pitch him against Cesar Romero, against Jack Nicholson, against... um, Jared Leto. Jared Leto. Uh, Who else is there? I mean, even the animated versions. Joe DiMaggio, as good as you were. Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill, I'm going to leave... (laughs) <laughs> to a
1: different fucking echelon. That guy. That can he guy do is... no wrong? No. That guy I... can piss in your cornflakes and you'd still be happy, wouldn't you? <laughs> I would. Yeah, I know, everyone would, everyone would be. You know, like, oh, Mark, you shit my donuts, but, you know, it's, you did such a good job as a joker. I just love you, man. You know, the guy is, you know, it's not to spuff on about now,
0: but the point is, is the, that character has been done so well, and in The Dark Knight in particular, that character was very fleshed out. He was interesting. You were hanging off of every word that he said.
1: And then you tried to quote him in the worst place, way off, the way possible, didn't you? Like, why wow, so serious? How many times have you heard that being said? To me, it's
2: the last <laughs> monologue that he has when he's hanging upside down and he's he's talking about.
1: This could just, go on forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shane people Fletcher had to die. I know. Yeah, yeah That yeah. was a little bit inconsistent. That was selfish of him. But it's
2: just. It's the last little bit where he goes, madness, as you know, is like gravity. All it takes is a little push. And it just the whole bit, I love that scene. I think it's phenomenal. I,
0: I feel like Marvel need to have a greater focus on their villains. And I genuinely okay. hope, genuinely hope, that Josh Brolin's Thanos makes a huge change. I hope that, and I haven't read into it, so I'm going to get it wrong, but whoever the bad guy in Black Panther is... I'm hoping that that's done differently.
2: Well, that's mainly in, in, in the comics. It was Annie Circus's character, wasn't it? Yeah, the is, main sort
1: of it, is in it. Claw. Uh, claw yeah. yeah, you see his claw, isn't it? Um, but I think it's Black Panther's brother might be mm. the uh, main villain. But I don't know because I haven't seen that but much. Say, but saying
2: saying this, obviously the discussion about villains. What did you think about Kate Blanchett's Heller? Uh, oh, in, she's, in Ragnarok? She's fantastic. But do you think it's been a better developed villain in Ragnarok than it has been on certain other?
1: Marvel, yeah. Films. Well, then again, I I like Michael Keaton's Vulture. I yeah. thought he pretty much he pretty much was the one big thing in Spider Man for me. So he mm. took that. Um, some villains I do kind of miss. I mean, I missed the Red Skull. I thought he was a great villain in um, Captain okay. America. Okay. Um, I just feel like they need more time to be fleshed out properly. Well, apparently Infinity War is going to focus a lot on Thanos. Mm. I hope so, which it is. is good because I did even that brief little bit you see him in Guardians. I thought he kind of like rocked it. When he goes to uh, Roland's, a weak villain. I'll give you that. Roland was a weak villain. Right. And he goes, you know, I've got the exact line. But he goes, your your politics yeah. bore me, boy. Your demeanour yeah. is that of a pouty child, and you alienated my favourite daughter. And I do like little neighbourhoods bit which gets him. Thanks, Dad. You know, and walks has a storm off. Yeah. But that little bit of where Thanos is just sitting there, or kind of like being in charge and bellowing yeah I hope we see that in uh, Infinity War because yeah. apparently we've got like a shitload of stuff I mean there's a shitload of stuff in Infinity War we've got Thanos we've got his Black Order which is his children the children of Thanos mm-hmm. um, but I'm looking forward to Infinity War I think you know it should be good cool Right, well obviously you guys
0: can go and make your own opinions as to whether or not you're looking forward to future superhero films, maybe you're not looking forward to any films, maybe you're just a horrible recluse that just decides that you don't ever want to turn on a TV and look at anything interesting at all. You just want to listen to our sexy voices. Yeah, what a bad pick out of everything. <laughs> anyway, um, so what we're going to do, we're going to cut our episode to an end here, and um, Obviously, if you liked what you've heard, then you know, rate us, subscribe us, tell your friends about us, drop us a line. Again, it's pixelprepweb at gmail.com. You can drop us a line, and we'll respond to you as quickly as possible. No abuse, please. It'll just get ignored. Um, we have feelings. We do have feelings. We have feelings. Somewhere. Deep down.
1: Anyway, Not black hearts. <laughs>
0: um but by all means share us listen to us on SoundCloud um, and we've got our Facebook pages again just search Pixel Prep uh, and if you look for us on Twitter we are at Pixel underscore Prep I myself am uh, at Rodney Broddle Slinger you are at Chris Slinger that's the one and Alex you are at AJ, AJ so so uh, Thank you very much for joining us, and hopefully we will speak to you soon. Keep an eye out for our next episode. They're going to try and fall every couple of weeks due to the fact that we've all got jobs. We can't do them on an exact day, but we will have them with any luck no later than the Friday, two weeks from now. So if we were going to look at that, seventeenth, your next, yeah, 17th should be the next time that you receive one of our episodes. Oh, so she's just in time for the
1: Punisher release on Netflix. Oh. <laughs> so that's un- unlikely. That's, that's something Brodell can moan about, about though. <laughs> Not more Netflix!
2: Nah. <laughs> no more Marvel.
0: <laughs> Cheers, guys, for joining me, and thanks for the abuse. Cheers, guys